I would like to thank today's sponsor, Crush Organics. Crush Organics Australia is the number one supplier of the highest quality CBD extract products to consumers around the world. All their products are sourced and manufactured in their state-of-the-art facilities. Their company is focused on providing all Australian and international customers with exclusive access to the highest quality CBD products at the click of a button through their ever-expanding e-commerce collection. Their high-quality and innovative organic CBD oil and products can significantly improve people's overall quality of life. Their research and manufacturing techniques have allowed them to produce specific performance and positive health-driven outcomes for the mind, body and soul. With world-class customer service, money-back guarantee, lightning-fast shipping, the highest quality hemp oil products and a brand reputation you can count on, Crush is the number one supplier of choice for all CBD enthusiasts across the globe. So what are you waiting for? Key in R-A-Y-G-A-C-Y for 40% of all their CBD products, be it their CBD oil, their crush paint cream, their bath bombs, and even their gummies. So go to crushorganics.com and get your items now. As famously said by Abraham Lincoln, nearly all men can stand adversity, but if you want to test a man's character, give him power. Now, here's a quick question for all of you. How do you bounce back from a six-figure debt? If you have been through similar situation or any kind of adversity before and needed some inspiration for you to get back up from the trenches, then this episode is for you. Hi, my name is Razor Chu and I'm your host for The Ragsy Show and in this episode, we've invited an inspiring growth architect. Her name's none other than Beate Shalit. So Beate is the growth architect and founder of the Women's Code. She provides visionaries and leaders with proven strategies, blueprints, and growth maps that provide clear steps to improve business systems and strengthen leadership skills and teams so that their clients and audiences can maximize profits and scale their impact. Once $135,000 in debt and a single mother, she successfully sold her business to a global entertainment media company owned by Bill Gates in a multi-million dollar deal. She is the podcast host of the Business Growth Architect Show and is listed among the top 100 global top leaders by People Harm and one of 50 must-follow women entrepreneurs by Huffington Post. She is a respected speaker and mentor and is the author of the number one international bestseller, Happy Woman, Happy World, How to Go from Overwhelmed to Awesome, a book that corporate trainer and best-selling author Brian Tracy calls a handbook for every woman who wants health, success, and a fulfilling career. Well, without further ado, let's welcome this amazing and inspiring lady into the house. Woohoo! Woohoo! Right. Yeah, I was like doing my jazz hands here a second ago because <laughs> it's like she's in the house. I'm so happy to be here. Uh, thank you so much for having me, Rayson. Hey, you're most welcome. I mean, like, um, 
it's really an honor and pleasure to have you here as well on the show and uh when i read about your bio i was like wow this lady is simply amazing and i need her to be on the regacy show and um i'm grateful that you know after a few months of discussion and man we are <laughs> finally <right>. here <laughs> and how, how have you been you know, it's been a wild ride the last couple of months. I mean, yeah, I had COVID. Oh. My daughter got married. I went to Europe. Wow. And, uh, you know, we had to, I think, reschedule like three times or something crazy like that because something was mm -hmm. happening. But um, it's been good. Business is growing. It's Q4. Everybody needs a strategy. I'm on fire. You know, I'm here. So let's let's give the audience some value and some answers to some questions that might be having. All right, awesome. And and where are you based at currently? Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Oh, yes. Okay, okay. Wow. So, um, okay, nice. And um, Biate, can you share with the audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Yes. So I am a growth architect. And what that means is that I devise blueprints and strategies and systems and workflows for visionaries and thought leaders who want to grow their authority and scale their impact. And what that means is that I love working with people that have crazy ideas, big ideas, good ideas, and they really need to build a business model around it and need to actually bring this model somewhere out so it has a unique value proposition, it looks like it's like you are the right person to do it, and help really these visionaries to position themselves in such a way and then build the strategy around it that they can be successful, however they determine what success means for them. Okay, nice. So how long is this, um, I would say, this program that they're going to be with? And Is it like going to be in one month or two months or is it a year long or, or how, how does it work? It really depends. So I have a diagnostic tool. It's called the Five Star Success Blueprint. And in this mm -hmm. uh, Five Star Success Blueprint, so were we now to talk about how I could help your business, then I would you know, take you through a couple of questions. That takes about 30 to 45 minutes. And then I'll be pretty clear about on what it is that you need. And there's three pieces I work on. One is the system, one is the strategy, and one is the authority platform, and the authority platform is your client attraction system. And so with these okay. with these three pieces, depending on what you need, I do things in as short as a single day, and my master my my mastermind programs anywhere from six to twelve weeks. Ah, okay, I see. Wow, okay. So later on we're gonna talk more about this five star uh, success blueprint and the strategies and, and, and it's really going to be amazing and mind-blowing for all of us and uh, i would like to actually check with you like um you know i when when i when i read your story on uh, future sharks and even listening to some of your videos and all i i find your story is really inspiring so can you tell us how did this all started Yes, this story is definitely a story that is worth retelling because, as you say, a lot of people say that it gives them hope because it's just so unbelievable and so crazy. I probably yeah. started out like many, many of your listeners, Rayson, that are a little bit odd, that don't really feel like they entirely fit in, that feel mm -hmm. confined by society or society's norms and you know, it really all starts with an aptitude test back in Germany when 
they ask you over 16 pages, no less, what you like to do. And, you know, good German that I was at the time, you know, I'm filling out all okay. these 16 pages and I'm you know, <laughs> making my check marks. And uh, do you like being outside? Sure. You know, are you afraid of heights? Absolutely not. Do you mind, you know, um, carrying equipment? No, absolutely not. And 16 pages later, Grayson, they told me that I should be a roofer. What? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> A, a roofer. roofer? A oh roofer. my god. A roofer. How, how so, can this 16, 16 uh, <laughs> you know, pages of <laughs> test, quiz, personality to care, test or whatever, you know, de determine what you should do. Yeah, I, it, this, this is absurd. <laughs> yes. So so I was looking at this. I'm going like, yeah, I don't think this really works for me. And so I then, you know, talked to this career aptitude counselor and she says to me, well, I mean, what else do you want to be? I said, well, how about a textile designer? And she says, nah, it's too many applicants, not enough jobs. And then I said, well, what about a jewelry designer? And she says, nah, not enough jobs, too many applicants. I said, what about a photographer? She says, nah, you know, too many applicants, not enough jobs. I'm going <laughs> like, well, this really sucks. <laughs> yeah, it does sucks. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, you know, seriously. And then she says, why, why don't you want to be a secretary? And I'm like, I don't want to be a secretary. I want to be the boss, clearly. So yeah. so then I became a photographer anyway, and I moved to the United States and I took a job. I was laid off uh, just right after I had married and had a baby, mm -hmm. had to figure out, you know, how to start my business on my own. And then I was in a decade of, of, of just hardship, of really, really big adversity. You know, I figured out very quickly this was the wrong man. I, you know filed for the divorce now I'm a single mom and I'm really trying okay. to figure out how business works and I have like no training I have no idea how to run a business and I'm just bumbling along and I get ahead and I fall back I get get ahead and I fall back and then and then suddenly like things really start to get intense you know I I'm in a lawsuit there's fires yeah. floods riots there's a massive earthquake there's September 11th that took down my business in a single day and it just, you know, and even a tsunami, you know, where my key vendor vanished, uh, you know, the tsunami back in, 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 yeah. in Asia. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, how am I going to ever get out of this? Because every time I thought I, I, I was, you know, having, you know, light in, in, inside, then another big blow would come and I just couldn't figure out what the heck was going on. And so I'm I'm deep into debt, and then this lawsuit I'm involved in that was a lawsuit against my former employee that got too close to my key vendor, and they came uh -huh. up with an idea on how to run my business, just without me. Oh, very, damn. very not nice. And yeah, so nice. I, I I sued them. I'm in this crazy lawsuit uh, with them. So that. You know, finally, I'm going like, well, now here's production season. I was producing for a lot of big companies like BMW, Wrangler, Mercedes-Benz, Levi Strauss. And then September 11th comes. And within one day, my business was dead, like dead. There was nobody who's going to go on a plane, nobody going to fly to the United States, nobody going to produce. And okay. then and then the lawsuit settles. I pay all my debt. I'm at zero and I'm starting all over again. And that's now I'm having this great idea of building the stock photography syndication business. And I'm now running up a spiral staircase as fast as I can. It's a great idea. It's the right time. It's the right market. 
I'm, you know, I, I've learned all my lessons. It's an equity business. It's A-list photographers. It, it's like everything is right, except I have no money. And okay. so now I'm completely out of money. I'm $135,000 in debt. I fly to Germany to meet my dad and to drum up some business at an international conference. My father mm -hmm. has a stroke. My father did not have a stroke. My father had pancreatic cancer that caused, okay. that caused the stroke. So my father dies within six weeks. Now I'm in Germany. I'm broke. My best friend has died. You know, I don't know what the heck I'm going to do. And my phone rings at the funeral. And it's my office in Los Angeles telling me that we've been served a notice while I'm at the funeral in a different country. And now we're losing the house that I didn't own, but I was renting. Oh. And so, and it's game over, right? Yeah, it's it's like Murphy's Laws acting on you, one after another, after another. And and it's like what you said, like there's a light, right? There's light bulb there. And then it's just like as if you put in the light bulb, you're so happy, like Thomas Edison back then, and then pop, it broke. It's like, oh, crap. And, and then after that, you thought another idea, it was so good, and pop, oh, crap. Another opportunity gone, just like that. Wow, I, I, I could feel the pain for you uh, back yeah. then. I mean, wow. truly. And so at this point, I fell on my knees at my father's grave in, in Nether Bavaria, you know, on this picturesque hill overlooking the valley. And okay. I raised my fist and I yelled at God. And I said, if you have a plan, this would be really a great time to fill me in because I just don't get it. It's like, what what is this all about? And then I did something, Rayson that I think we all need to get to is we surrender. And because I had done everything that I could do that was in my power, I had done everything, including writing a letter to the president of the United States. That's how desperate I was. I did everything I possibly could, and then I had to surrender. Okay, yeah, I, I, I believe in this, in terms of like when you are deep down in the trenches, sometimes you can't, you can do anything, you can choose anything, you just got to surrender to God or whatever you believe in and miracles will happen after a while. Yes. So three months later, I get a letter from the White House. <laughs> <laughs> miracles. And, miracles. And, and, here, and here it goes. And it mm -hmm. says the president sends his best wishes. The president, oh. of course, never saw this letter, but you know, it, it, it was a letter that came from, from the White House. It mm -hmm. put me in touch with a government institution here in the United States called the Small Business Administration. And because it was a letter that okay. came from the White House, it came to the top dog in mm -hmm. the organization. You know, not some low level, whatever, but to the top dog who said, come on in for a meeting. Why didn't uh -huh. you write me in the first place? And I had no idea <laughs> they existed. And okay. so I walk in and he says, I'll put in what you put in. And three months mm -hmm. later, they had found me a bank that was going to restructure my now $135,000 in debt into a fixed 10-year loan. Mm -hmm. That freed up my line of credit. Three yeah. months later, I'm break even. 18 oh. months later, I'm the world leader in my category. And that's when a Bill Gates company comes, knocks on the door, wants to know how I do it. Like any decent woman, I said, you want it, you have to pay for it. Mm -hmm. And uh, then they said, how much do you want? I said, you know, multi-million dollar amount. And they said, fine. And that's how I, 18 months after the worst moment of my life, 
I became a self-made multimillionaire. Oh, nice. And and uh, because you, you actually said that you actually sold your business to Bill Gates, right? So what was it that you sold to him? What what, what business was that? So was the, the photography one? Yeah, so so I, I I had started as a photographer and then I was a photographer rep, a photography producer, and then mm -hmm. I let that go because that was destroyed and I started a photography licensing business. And my specialty oh. yeah was architecture interior. And because I had gone after the A players, they had done work with the best architects and the best interior designers. And that produced celebrity at home stories and these celebrity oh, yeah. at home stories mm -hmm. francis ford coppola madonna seal julian moore so suddenly yeah. i became the world leader in celebrity at home stories and oh. that's what that's what corbis that was privately held by bill gates wanted to know how to do and mm -hmm. so I wasn't going to tell them how I do it. They had to pay for it. And so they did. Wow. Nice. Okay. Okay. So you went to their homes, take photos, take videos and things like that. And then showcase it on the website, things like that. And boom, people like Bill Gates was really, really involved with it. Like he was so interested in it. And, and wow, I, I, I can imagine how, how, you know, this business I would have if, when back then, if I have that money, I would have gone to you as well. I would have like, hey, tell me more about it. I want to beat it. I want to beat Bill Gates for this as well. <laughs> so, wow. I mean, it certainly is, is a lot of credibility. That's that's for mm -hmm. sure. I mean, if you would have told me that I would that I would one day sell my business to Bill Gates, you know, you and I would have sat at a cafe and we would have laughed and we would have both gone like, yeah, right, sure. You know, yeah. I don't think so. But what happens sometimes, you know, and, and the reason I want to tell the story and I think why you asked me to tell the story is that something so trivial as writing a letter to the White House, with, with, mm -hmm. with the, which is absolutely ridiculous if you really think about it. I mean, who the heck writes a letter yeah. to to the White House uh, and, and expects an answer that does anything other than some trite political rah, 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 right? Mm -hmm. And I did that because my mother-in-law, my former mother-in-law, wouldn't be quiet about it. She'd constantly oh. go like, well, why don't you write a letter to the president? He's your president. After all, he's the president of all <laughs> people. That means he's also your president. Why don't you go write a letter? And finally, I just threw my hands in the air and I said, fine, fine, I'm going to write the damn letter. So just so we don't have to talk about this anymore. And now mm -hmm. it's the best thing I've ever done. Yeah, I, I agree, man. I mean, I can imagine you having that scenario and such a naggy, whiny ex-mother-in-law. Naggy, whiny, that's exactly <laughs> right. How did you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can imagine that when you say that. I was like, okay, I, I get it. <laughs> I, I can imagine. Oh, come on, time out, time out, man. Yeah, exactly. Time out. <laughs> and and like what friend actually mentioned, uh, she said that that's something how the hardest moments come right before our breakthrough, which is so true. Like um, you know, you went through a lot of shit, and then after that, paha, you got you got back up after a while later, after figuring things out, after knowing things that hey, this shouldn't be like this. You are sick and tired of of those shit that you are. Being piled upon, piled up on, and uh, yeah, and 
uh, I would like to ask you, right, because, you know, you have actually been through so much. And mm -hmm. while you're building your business up, I'm pretty sure you have met some failures in a sense. So, Biate, do you have a favorite failure of yours? And how has this failure or apparent failure set you up for later success? Well, I have had a lot of failures in my life. I mean, the amount mm -hmm. of times and money I have spent on stuff that ultimately didn't work out is, yep. is there are really kind of too many to count. But um, the one the one particular failure that is not that long ago was when I decided that with two partners, as I was going to do an ebook business. But oh. I was going to do ebooks that were coffee table books. So all these great coffee table books. I mean, I'm photography, right? So yeah, it's like mm -hmm. how how wonderful would it be if we could take like all of these great photography books and put them, you know, uh, in in an electronic format, and then you can you know look at all these coffee table books on your iPad or whatever tablet that you're having. Okay. And as I'm doing this, and and my part is the marketing, which is only like the hardest work of all of it. I'm realizing that for like a nine dollar ninety nine product, I have to put just as much marketing and time and money in as if I sell a $10,000 product. Mm -hmm. That was a little bit of a bummer. And then as I am going further through this, it dawned on me. Raisin, how many times has gone somebody into your home, seen your iPad on your coffee table and said, Oh, Raisin, let me see your coffee table books. None, zero. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I do collect <laughs> coffee table books, uh, but I don't display it on a coffee table. I display it on my uh, library, as you can see over here, like my bookshelf. So so nobody has actually seen it other than my girlfriend. <laughs> so, so, so nobody goes on your iPad and nobody will even dare to touch it. Nobody even yeah. imagines that there is a, co a coffee table book on there because otherwise maybe it would be called something different other than coffee table, like coffee table like mm -hmm. the book lays on the coffee table so yeah. it dawned on me that it was probably the dumbest idea i've ever had mm -hmm. and so okay. i i had to you know cut my losses and let it go uh, what i learned from that is mm -hmm. if you put time and money and energy into marketing something make sure it's an expensive product because the time and energy is about the same mm, true true i agree with you um yeah. if you <laughs> actually put in like uh, for example, uh, uh, so much time and effort on a product that is worth like nine ninety nine, and you have to you have to market it like ten thousand dollars or fifteen k. Wow, that's that's uh, wasting a lot of money. I, I would say so. That's why I, I'm pretty sure you know you you've made the right choice to cut the losses, or else wow, you'll be <laughs> in debt again. <laughs> I mean, I mean, absolutely, truly. Uh, you know, it's it's just just one of those things in life where you, where you know now now that I tell the story and I think about it and I look back, I'm like, what the heck was I thinking? <laughs> okay, and and you know you have actually spoken about this before, and I have heard this from you the other time on. On your youtube channel as well you talk about feeling your way to success so what do you mean by that Biate? so i think that there's generally a big stigma around making mistakes and failing and a lot of people get very nervous that they make a mistake because if they make a mistake then they think they're being found out that they're 
failures, that they're losers, that they don't know what they're doing. And there's two examples I have with that. So for, for, for all of your listeners, right, that are here, and let's say there's parents amongst them, and then their cute little baby crawls and then gets up and takes the first step and falls down. Are you going to tell that little baby you're a loser? Just cut it out. You'll never make it. It's too difficult. Look at your wobbly legs. You don't have enough muscle. I mean, just give it up already. Just just keep crawling. You know, it's just better for you. Nobody would do that. Everybody yeah. goes like, come on, you can do it. Get back up. Yay. So we do it there and we do it for others. But then we don't do it for ourselves because we are ashamed, again, that somebody will find out that we are a fraud. So I compare this to, you know, you going somewhere and you have your, your phone with your GPS and it, it, it recommended you to update the app, but you haven't done that. And so you're driving and suddenly you find yourself in a cul-de-sac. Hmm. Okay. You're not going to get out of the car, throw yourself on the ground and go like, oh, I can't believe they're so mean to me there. <laughs> They're not building something I can't get through. I'll never, I'll never, I'll never, I'll never get there. I'm going to be here for the rest of my life. You're going to be a big girl or a big boy. You're going to go back in the car. You're going to go, damn, maybe I should have upgraded the GPS or checked, you know, checked before. But you know, your goal is still there. And so you just go around, you find another way. And so when I say failing your way to success, you got to figure out what the cul-de-sacs are faster. So then when you hitting that cul-de-sac or that wall, you can say, ha ha, this is not the right way. Exit out, move on to the next because the right way is there. You just have to find out which one it is. Mm, yes, totally agree with you on that. It's, it's like when you make a mistake in your 999 business in, in a sense where you realize, hey, this doesn't work out. This doesn't work out financially for me. So I have to quit that. So you learn from your lesson and you're not going to do a coffee table book business again. So same goes with any one of you who are tuning in, listening to this right now. You would have made some mistakes in the past and you realize that, hey, I shouldn't do commit the same mistakes over and over again because it will be dumb for you to keep committing the same mistakes and, you know, whining and, and experiencing it again and again and i'm pretty sure you know beate has a lot of amazing golden nuggets that she's going to share with you um throughout this whole podcast so wow I, I agree with you on this and and i would like to ask you right so you know now that we understood why we should fail our way to success in terms of learning from our mistakes and going about it and and make sure we don't commit the same mistakes again so how do you bounce back from adversity what is your advice Beate? loaded question so number one you have to just realize this isn't about you and it's not a reflection on anything uh on on the quality of a person you are my dad taught me something very very important very early on he said at the end of the day before you go to sleep and you look in the mirror, you're going to have to like the person that looks back at you. And so oh. when you live in such a way 
that you are okay with who you are and that you can go to bed with a good conscience and say, I'm okay with who I am, then that's the beginning. The second part is you have to understand that the stories you read about success are really never prince or princess stories. The story mm. never reads, Raisin and Beate woke up one day as prince and princess, and then <laughs> things were handed to them, and they were catered to at every step of the way. They got all the love and the support they ever needed. People constantly clapped them on. Things got better and better and better. And then one day, Raisin and Beate were crowned king and queen. That story doesn't exist. And it's a very, very boring story. The story yeah. always goes, uh, a lot of stuff happened. It was really bad. Got a lot worse. Thought that was it. And then the big whacker came in a frying mm -hmm. pan, boom, over the head. Just when I got up, there were two more. And then somebody beat me up. Somebody stole my stuff. Some, you know, somebody shoved me, shoved me head first in the, in the garbage can. But I figured my way out of it. And little by little, I found my way to success. Those are the stories. So if you are afraid of failure, if you're afraid of trying new things, then you are depriving yourself of the best story there is, your story to success. Mm, yeah, I agree. So we shouldn't be afraid of failure in a sense, because when we are afraid of failure, the more we wouldn't want to go and try new things and we wouldn't want to do the thing that we always wanted to do. And then next moment, we will be regretting before we are, you know, before our deathbed. We're like, oh man, how I wish I started my business five years ago 10 years ago 15 years ago right and and many other things oh how i wish i would have written my own book for example <laughs> and things like that so well awesome i agree with you on this really, yeah i really mean no nobody ever said i wished i would have been more cautious i wished i would mm -hmm. have dared less i wished i would have traveled less i wish i would have had less adventures to the contrary, I mean, if you look at stories of people before they die, they always say the same thing. I wish I would have made more time for my family. I wish I would have loved harder. I wish I would have taken more risks. And I would have, I wish I would have taken risks sooner. So, mm -hmm. you know, you kind of in charge here. Yeah, I agree. We are, we are kind of in charge of our lives in, in a sense. Um, it's just that, you know, whether we want to do it or not, it's always up to up to us. We are the decision makers of our life, in a sense. Yes, 100%. Yep. And, and now, let's switch gears a bit and go into the main focus of the interview. You know, there are many business owners who are listening or watching this show, especially startups and even uh, entrepreneurs, be it their speakers, coaches, or even uh, doing those kind of, uh, I would say, their own F&B business and all this kind of stuff, they are actually curious, you know, how they can build a successful business. And I know you have a system to it, right? So I, I read this thing that you have, and you, you mentioned way back earlier in the podcast as well, that there's this thing called Five Star Success Blueprint. What is it all about? Yeah, so, so in order to build a business, mm -hmm. there's three things you need to have in place. You need to have a strategy, 
Okay. You need to have the systems. Okay. And you need to have authority or your client attraction system. So okay. if you have these three elements, then you can grow your business successfully, consistently, because you have an attraction system, meaning you find your leads consistently. You can mm -hmm. convert them, you can service them, and you have a strategy to grow. So everything cohesively goes together. I call this like, this is our, our triangle. And in order for you to figure out where your business is or how to actually, what the steps are to grow it, I've designed the Five Star Success Blueprint, which is my proprietary system. So I design yep. a lot of systems for my clients because a system is your differentiation factor. That's the method on how you, how you lead your clients through their transformational mm -hmm. journey. So yep. our transformational journey for our clients that want to grow and scale their business starts with the idea. That's your first step in the Five Star Success Blueprint. Okay. What is the idea? Who is the idea for? Why is this idea relevant? Who is the person that you're serving? And what is the problem that you're actually solving? So once you have these, this first piece, you move on to the second. The second is the offer. You can only make an offer or design an offer if you've answered the first step successfully. A lot of mm -hmm. people, especially in the founder space, they design a product and they're in love with that product and they've never done step one. They don't know who this is really for because it's really for the whole world and everybody could be using it. And so mm -hmm. they're not selling to anyone because nobody feels that they're talking to them. So now in the second step, we look into what is the offer that solves the problem we just identified in the first step. When we have that, we move on to the third step. The third step is the system. The system now, and only now are we designing the system because we know what offer we have to deliver for yep. those clients who we solve a problem for. When you have your system, you move on to the fourth, which is the team. Only once you build the system, then you hire the team because then you know who you need to operate the systems that deliver the offer that mm -hmm. solves the problem for your client. And that gets you to the fifth step. And that is you as a leader. Once these places are, you know, functioning and working, now we're looking at what kind of leader do you need to be to manage your team that operate the system that manages the offer that solves a problem. Wow. Okay. Nice. Wow. I, I, I love this five, five steps. I mean, like, uh, it's, it's, Simple. the basics it's simple yeah it's a basic like like the most basic thing for a business you need to know what you what you what you want to do and then who you are serving for and who needs your product and then after that all these other things that comes in place in terms of the team and and the leadership oh wow love this love this it sounds so simple and it is and uh yeah it is, it is, it is and please and please don't overcomplicate it because if okay. you just if you you know if 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 your listeners just follow this and say oh i see i didn't want to build the systems because i don't like systems so i just hired a bunch of people and now it's not really working my client attraction system is not working yeah i know why because there's no system or it's like well i don't know why my offer is selling well who's your client well i don't know do you have an avatar 
kinda. Well, what does that mean, kinda? You know, so so when you really look at it, you know, have I done these pieces? It'll be very clear where you're limping in your business and where not. Hmm. So how how does these people when they want to start out? How do they actually confirm their avatar? Who who they are supposed to sell? So is it through a questionnaire, or or is it like uh you know they they have to ask their friends, ask people around? What are the methods? I am so glad you asked this because one of my freebies that I do give away because I think it is so mm-hmm. critical for all entrepreneurs is the airtight avatar. So all you do is you uh, go to airtight avatar.com and I've created a handout you know it takes you literally 15 minutes i've made it so short the video is like seven minutes and 39 seconds and Mm -hmm. and then the printout has check boxes so all you have to do is take a pen and like make the check boxes and write it out and in 15 minutes you'll know who you're selling to because without Mm -hmm. that um and there's a lot of people out there aside from me that do the avatar thing i just decided you know true to true to my form What's the shortest amount of time I can deliver it in? And what's the most effective way to get people to actually do it? And I figured it must be 15 minutes or less. It is 15 minutes or less. Oh, nice. So, guys, you can actually go into airtightavatar.com where you can find your ideal client in 15 minutes and you can look into your prospect's mind and identify what your best client looks like in this done with you action guide from Growth Architect by Biati herself and her, her team as well so wow you guys can actually check it out all right nice nice okay i understand so uh, i understand that you know you you have this you have actually uh, mentioned this in one of your videos as well where you know there's this thing called the three essential framework elements so Biate, can you tell us what are three essential framework elements to grow your authority Yes. So the, the framework is, is built again, you know, I'm a strategist. So everything I do or say always will have the word strategy in it. So you always have to start with a strategy. Where are you going? What are you building? Once you understand that the second step is mindset, because with mindset, now we need to know what do we need to to do, to think, to create in our minds that we can actually achieve that success that we said we wanted to do. And somebody said earlier in an earlier interview today, she says, well, isn't it mindset before strategy? And I had to think about that here for a second, right? I saw you do the same (laughs) thing. Your eyes went like, huh, well, is it? Um, Mm -hmm. I believe that the strategy comes before mindset because mindset oftentimes is a little bit vague for a lot of people that are not doing a lot of consistent mindset work. But if I know that I am building, let's say, a laptop lifestyle where I get to travel, Mm -hmm. then I can set my mindset to keep that vision in front of me. And it is specific and it's much easier. So strategy mindset and then growth because everything is about growth everything is about your own personal growth it is about growing your business you're running a business not a charity so make sure that you are building this so that it supports you and it supports your lifestyle and authority is is you know authority building really goes in all directions you need to be Mm -hmm. in different places so that's the growth element it's like 
where can you take it? How can you maximize it? Nice. Okay. So now that you have actually said something about maximizing authority, right? So what is the best and fastest way to grow your authority? It is really to figure out what is the platform or the medium that works for you, that resonates with you. The fastest way is to pick a couple different strategies. So in my business, we have a podcast guesting strategy. I'm a guest on your podcast. It's part of my authority strategy. I have okay. a podcast called the Business Growth Architect Show that is also a separate, a second strategy because now I get to bring mm -hmm. people into my, into my uh, universe very deliberately. The third strategy could be a LinkedIn strategy like executive roundtables, which is one of our strategies that we're using. A strategy could be speaking. It could be um, networking. It could be a, a networking group. It could be um, Instagram. It could be TikTok. It could be Facebook. It could be ads. So you build authority based upon what resonates with you. And I'm going to give you another example. So, Rayson, okay. imagine you and I have a friend. Let's call this friend John. John's a great guy. But mm -hmm. John's a little bit on the introverted side. John yep. is is amazing. He's very knowledgeable. But every time he goes and has to speak in front of people, he breaks out in hives, right? He starts, he starts, he gets tomato red. He starts sweating profusely. Should we tell John that speaking in front of stages is a great strategy for him? No, not really. <laughs> not really, right? Because... <laughs> Because you look like he's so uncomfortable the entire time, that'll probably be terrible. Unless, of course, he wants to yeah. overcome his fear of speaking. But that's a different story. So mm -hmm. we would then, you and I, because we, we both podcasters, we would say, dude, podcasting, hands down. It's You're by yourself. You just see one person. There's no audience. You don't know who's listening. You don't know if they're judging you. You don't know if they're nodding off. If they don't, you don't know if they're getting up, going to the bathroom, if they're leaving the room. You don't know any of this. So you can just completely focus. So we would probably recommend some sort of a podcasting strategy because now John can get his message out, but without the anxiety. So that's what these authority platform strategies are about. There are so many of them, which is why I created my podcast because I wanted people to understand it's not one strategy there is. It's not an internet marketing gimmick where this you know, guy that's now going to be on top of the internet marketing world for the next two years is going to tell you if you buy this one thing for $1,997, that suddenly, magically, all your problems going to go away and in only five hours a week or less, you're going to be rich and famous. <laughs> uh, no, no. That, that, that's that's uh, crap. <laughs> that's, that's just... Crap. Uh... That's their strategy to earn money from you, in a sense, uh, by having a 1997 course, for example, or 1997 product for you to buy and use. And this is just for your brain orgasm sake, but it's not really for you, in, in, a, in a sense, to actually achieve your peak growth or whatever growth that you are looking at, that you're wishing for, hoping for, right? Yeah, you, you got that right, 100%. And then what it is, is that... And this is something, and I don't know how you feel about this, um, Rayson, but in the internet marketing space, that makes me kind of really mad, is that mm -hmm. 
everybody says this one thing is the thing. That one thing is not the thing. It is a thing. And you want to figure out if that thing is your thing. And if it's not your thing, then don't take it personal. We did once a Facebook strategy, right? So I looked at these, you know, two women that, you know, were just killing it on Facebook. And so they they published a program because they were so successful in monetizing their groups. I'm like, well, that would be really good to know how to monetize my Facebook group. Okay. Then we got into the strategy and we found out that the strategies that work on Facebook to get that kind of interaction are questions like, tell us what you do without saying it. Okay. <laughs> that's not my client. Mm-hmm. My, my client knows exactly who they are and they don't, they don't engage in these kinds of gimmicks because they're serious yeah. business owners. They need a strategy. So mm-hmm. this entire Facebook strategy that we signed up for and paid for was a strategy mm-hmm. really for moms that were at home with a phone in their hand 24-7 trying to find a side hustle to make some extra money. And while it worked, no question it worked. It did not work for us. So when we saw what it was, and it was not aligned with who we are and our brand and what we stand for. I mean, my name is the growth architect, not yeah. Mrs. Wishy-Washy. Um, you know, we, 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 we canned it. And we said, this was great. Thank you so much. Uh, we are not going to be launching a Facebook strategy. It's just not aligned with us. Or not this particular one. This was not right for us. And that's what, you know, when we tied back into what we said earlier, fail faster. When you have that mindset where you say, ooh, I see where this is going. Oh, no. Ah, no. That's like yucky. That's not for us. You're cool. Hmm. Okay. understand. Wow. I mean, like, uh, you know. Having to know which strategy it suits you is the most important thing, because everyone has every everyone has their own strategy. They have funnels, they have ads, they have yada yada, and then speaking after that, from stage, selling from stage, launching, yep. yeah, quizzes, yep. you name it. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, they have, and and it depends on you. Uh, it, it's not like. Uh, you know, Grant Cardone is good at this and then you have to be good at this in order to be like him. You're just going to do you in a sense, right? So you can't be like Gary Vee, can't be like Beate, cannot be like Russell Brunson, cannot be like anyone, but just yourself. Oh, I like that. Uh, say that again. I like my name mentioned in, in, in the row of all these amazing people. Yeah, so that's exactly... <laughs> that's exactly... <laughs> Russell Brunson, Beate Schled, Gary Vee, you know, Grant Cardone. That's fine. I'm going to take that audio piece. I'm going to put it on my website. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Your name. But you're the top 50 people, female entrepreneurs, which people should be following, which Huffington Post actually mentioned it, right? So, yeah, your name is meant to be on, on above and supposed to be with them. <laughs> alongside all these greats <laughs> you heard it on this show what Rayson yes. says is the truth nothing but the truth <laughs> nothing but the truth <laughs> uh, oh, so so Beate, just want to ask you right so if you had one message you wanted 
every entrepreneur to hear, what would that be? I probably would say the most important thing to be successful in the long run is to make sure that your passion is deeply connected with what you do. Because mm. if you ever lose this passion and becomes a job or a chore, or you become a slave to your business, you are heading for burnout. So sure. as I am, you know, in, in much further down in my career than probably most of your listeners are, what I have learned is that there's a part where you really make your mark because you are young, you have the idea, you see things differently. And then there comes a, a shift often around midlife where you don't have these crazy great ideas anymore, but you have yep. all the shortcuts and you have made all the mistakes and mm -hmm. you know what to avoid doing. So make sure that that thing that really fires you up and empowers you is something you mm -hmm. truly believe in. In my world, and we went through a rebranding last year, uh, this year actually, and we changed our, our tagline to scaling impact because I realized, and I wanted it in my statement, that my measure of my success is measured by how many people I help to make their impact. It's not my impact. It's a magnification of their impact. That's where I am right now. And that's what lights me up. So every entrepreneur, every founder, every business owner, everybody who has a job, make sure that you have some sort of personal passion mission statement so that you know why you're doing it. That mm. I think is the most important thing, you know, and that's what keeps me interested and and happy and engaged and i love what i do and i like i like crazy ideas i just spoke to a woman today just to give you an idea you know who has this idea on how to really change homelessness she has developed this idea how to actually teach them a skill and then and then get them rehabilitated basically through partnerships with other people that are in the homeless space to teach them then this skill, employ them, and get them basically back in society as a full member. Mm -hmm. And when I think about that, that I get to talk to somebody who has an idea like that, and that I could potentially be involved in something like this that makes such a massive impact here in Los Angeles yeah. where we have terrible homelessness. Okay. Is, is there anything better than that? Uh, I'm... I'm yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, this this is uh, a very, very meaningful impact that she wants to put out to the world and especially in Los Angeles. Like, mm -hmm. wow, this this is this is not an easy task, I would say, not not an easy passion to work on, to, to help these homeless people who might have some some substance abuse for example for some of them that's why they needed some rehab and all so wow it's it's not easy and you know relapsing from 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 this is very high and especially um you know uh, recently there's one celebrity that just passed away uh his name is aaron carter so so he he was a substance abuser he has mental health issues and all and 
man, if if only this idea was out there and she was able to help this, you know, young man uh, who just passed on at the age of 34, man, his music will still be, he might be still around composing new songs and, and creating new music for everyone. And and yeah, it's um, it's sad, sad to, to hear that, you know, people that, that are homeless, not just in the States, but also some in Singapore as well, there are people who are homeless. Actually, around the world, there are people who are homeless. Mm. It's just how, how the government and how they themselves, these people, are willing to help themselves out of this situation, in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, 100%. It's a very, very, uh, very rewarding. And I'm very grateful that, you know, I attract people like this into my sphere and that I get mm -hmm. to, you know, I don't know if we'll be working together, but I certainly will help her however I can because it is so important to make sure that we all move a little bit closer together to make the world better because we want a world for your generation mm -hmm. to live in and then the generation yeah. that comes after you and the generation that comes after you, I'm going to be okay. But mm -hmm. it's our job now to make sure that there's more for more people who come after us. Right. True. And uh, Beate, as we are coming to the end of this uh, interview, I would like to ask you one last question. And that is this. Imagine this. You suddenly lose everything. Your money, your reputation, so what will you do from day one to day 30 to save yourself? <laughs> you mean lose everything <laughs> again? I just lost everything yeah. again in COVID. You know, before COVID, I was a, I was a lot in the women's space and I did do a mm -hmm. lot of speaking about women leadership and then COVID came and now who's talking about women leadership? So I think I've been through this now seven times. I'm, I'm always going to do the same thing. I'm going to think about what people are worried about right now and uh and what it is that the world needs and i'll trust my intuition and my skill and i'll um you know i'll have a laptop and i'll create a website i put my shingle out and i start talking to people and then i'll find out probably pretty quickly what i could help them with and then i will do that mm, okay nice 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 well this this is what a lot of uh, my past guests as well would have done by by you know connecting with people again knowing what's their pain point and helping to find out what kind of solutions that can help them and all this other stuff wow amazing amazing wow and uh you know as we are at the end of the podcast you know i i have one thing that i want to let you guys know as well biate has actually came out with this quiz for everyone especially when you are trying to build your business and you're blocked right you're you're you're, you're blocked by yourself in a sense you, you have mental block you can actually go to this website called growthblockerquiz.com so this is where you can actually find out what your number one business growth blocker is and she, she is you know more than willing to assist you help you out and and if you want to work with her you can go to a website which is all in the links below that i've mentioned earlier and of course uh, biate where can my audience find you in social media can you share with them as well 
Yeah, I'm pretty much everywhere. And uh, you mm -hmm. find me under either Beate Chalette or The Growth Architect. Um, I think I'm the only one with this name uh, out there. So, uh, and there's a lot of stuff about me out there. So if you type in Beate Chalette, I think in whatever version, I'm pretty sure I'll be coming up. So reach out. I love hearing from the audience. And while we're at this, will you please do us a huge favor? Go to the mm -hmm. show, wherever you listen to your podcast, give Raisin a five-star review. And one specific thing you're taking away from this episode, subscribe mm -hmm. and share this episode with one person who needs to hear what we talked about today. Yep. Totally, totally. Wow, thank you so much, Beate. And, and especially like what she has mentioned, you guys can actually go into iTunes and go and give me a five-star rating or Spotify, give me a five-star rating. And if you want to leave any comments in iTunes as well, go ahead and, uh, you know, this will really help, especially when we are getting, you know, up-and-coming stars or even big celebrity entrepreneurs like Beate herself onto the podcast as well. And with that, I would like to thank each and every one of you for tuning in to the Regency Show, especially people from the States, people from Singapore, people from India, people from uh, UK as well that has tuned in. Really grateful for your presence and, of course, for the other 60-plus countries that we have impacted around the world. Continue to support the Regency Show and uh, I'm really grateful for you to be here with us, Biate. And so you guys stay tuned for the next episode and we'll see you soon. Take care and stay safe. Bye-bye. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of The Regacy Show. I hope it has enlightened you. I hope it has brought you to an epiphany where you realize that this is where you want to go and this is what you want to do. So I hope you will continue to support and also at the same time, like, comment and share this episode out to your people. To your family your friends and not forgetting that we have just created a telegram group it's called the Regacy show family so you can go and check it out and let us know how you find this group is serving you all right so with that i would like to thank you once again see you and stay tuned for another episode of the Regacy show